there's cold back home too, so I was I was kind of used to that. I was actually, yeah, I even miss it sometimes when I was in LA, not mm-hmm. to see, see snow at all. So that that's a good thing about it. That is Winnipeg Jet forward Rasmus Kapari, our guest here on Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. He'll be up a little bit later in the show. But in the meantime, it is Tyler and Jamie with you, taking you on this voyage. And as we tape this podcast, it's Wednesday morning, uh, coming off fresh, a 6-3 win over top of the Minnesota Wild for the Winnipeg Jets on home ice. And there's a lot of places where they could go, which is all up, because it's obviously not one of their finer efforts in Calgary on the Monday. Yeah, definitely not. Rick Bonus made that abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, soft, use it a lot. <laughs> soft, all of the things. Mm-hmm. It just you could just feel the frustration. But there was an element of it where it was, yeah, I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. but I know that we can be better. And hey, credit credit to the Winnipeg Jets because they certainly proved them right, and they were excellent on uh, Tuesday here at Canada Life Center. However, you know, second period was not their period, but I think you know in the National Hockey League. It's going to be pretty seldom that you dominate for 60 minutes. So to get a 6-3 win, first and third, great periods, okay, we're happy. As Paul Maurice used to say, the other team gets paid too. That was, exactly. a, that was a common frame for him. So I think one of the bigger parts and one of the more exciting parts for the Winnipeg Jets right now is the power play. And we have talked about it. I can't believe you just said that. Na- on, at nauseum uh, on this podcast with you, we have talked about it, but in the negative light, that is not the case. Three straight games with two power play goals. They are on fire right now. Absolutely un fuego. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, you know, like, like any good analyst here. Yes. I, I, I'm, I can't believe I just called myself that. I took some time this morning to watch all six power mm-hmm. play goals. Two things stood out to me. Okay. Puck movement mm-hmm. and puck luck. And, and I don't mean the puck luck in like a negative way. No. But like the Kyle... Uh, Kyle Connor slap shot off of Gabe Velarde's foot last mm-hmm. night. That's puck luck. 100%. Uh, Sean Monahan's first goal in Calgary. Kyle Connor puts a shot. It squeaks through Markstrom, and Monahan's there to tap in the rebound. Like there's there's some luck involved in this, and I think the Winnipeg Jets weren't necessarily getting the the correct bounces on the power play. But the puck movement, like I said earlier, they're snapping it around. They're making the the killers move. And getting everybody out of position, and and that's when the pucks end up in the back of the net. So a combination of those two things has really helped the Winnipeg Jets get uh, the power play going. It's funny you analyze that because Gabe Velarde was asked about the danger that comes from all five players on the Jets' first power play unit last night. Let's hear that answer. It's it's important that we you know everyone shoots. If Casey gets it on the wall, you know that one time option. Uh, if I get it, you know, into the bumper to to Monty, or if Casey goes back door, I have that option back door. I can take it to the net. Sometimes it's important to do a bit of everything. Keeps the, like you said, the PK uh, PK guessing and um, gets them moving a little bit more. Yeah, we've said all along that from the start of camp through, like we just didn't have a chance to put Gabe and Casey and uh, and Mark together because of all the injuries. So. Uh, and, and obviously, uh, Sean's been a perfect fit for the bumper. So it's nice to see. Uh, it, uh, you can see the confidence growing with them. The puck's moving. They're making great plays, and the puck's going in the net. So uh, we waited a long time. And But, again, it's, it's give the guys credit because they, they, they stayed with it. Okay, so the power play is taken care of for now. Three straight games with two power play goals. That That is – but the other issue is – there's a little bit of slippage on the on the five on five play, and Gabriel Velarde admitted as such. The line of Mark Scheifele, Kyle Connor, and himself wasn't 
very good five on five. Yeah. And I, I appreciate his honesty. And we talked about the five on five play in Calgary not being where it needs to be. So when things break down, you rely on your goaltending, which the Jets haven't had to do a whole lot this year. Against Minnesota is Lauren Bressois. And it's just amazing to see now because it is an envy of any team in the National Hockey League when you can put your backup goaltender in and feel the same confidence that you do with your number one netminder. And I think the Jets are in that place right now. It's quite remarkable, yeah. actually. You know, And I, I can't recall a time, and, and even with all due respect to all the backup goalies that mm-hmm. we've had here in Winnipeg, and even Lauren Brossois back a few years ago during his stint here, he, I think he's a different goaltender. For sure. Uh, whether it's systematically or mentally. And, and I think as soon as he gets in the pipes, there's no part, I think, of anybody in the organization that thinks that we're going to see a dip in performance. Mm-hmm. You know, things are going to happen. That's fine. Goal, both goalies are going to lose games. That's how it goes. However, I think Lauren has just done a tremendous job of stepping in when needed. I think he's provided Connor Hellebuck a little bit more rest mm-hmm. as think time has gone on. And the two have a great relationship. So that there's no animosity there at all. So I think in order to be successful in this league, two goaltenders is sort of the way it's going. Obviously, the Winnipeg Jets are blessed with Connor Hellebuck as the number one goalie. But in order to... Uh, be solid in this league. You have to have two. And Lauren Brossois has just given them tremendous goaltending. And Tuesday night was was no exception. I know Lauren Brossois was not the starting goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights last year when they won the Stanley Cup. However, he was provi- provided that service against the Winnipeg Jets in the opening round. But he did spend a time as the number one netminder last year. So there's yep. that experience. And he was asked about how he's gone from that to being back to a backup goaltender last night. And here's that answer. You know, I've been in the league long enough to, to know what I need to do to prepare each game, whether you know I'm, I can get into a rhythm and play every night or, or if I have some time in between. So um, I have uh, probably the most experience out of anyone in this league and, and having uh, lots of time in between games. So um, it's something that I've uh, learned how to do. And, um, and lately and so far this season, I've been feeling good, feeling like I uh, picked up where I left off last year uh, after the first few games. And... Um, you know, since the, since the surgery a couple of years uh, ago, I'm slowly feeling better and better and better, and um, it's it's fun to um, you know to to see the progress in, in my game on a day-to-day basis in a game or in practice. It's just feeling good in, in general. He was outstanding. I mean, some of those saves he made in the second one, we got a little loose. He was the difference. He kept us in the game and, and let us get our game back, which we did in the third. So, again, give the guys credit. Uh, but when you're not playing well and we're getting a little loose, then uh, he made the big saves. At the, we talk a lot about timely goals, timely saves. He made enough tonight. All right, so great answers from Lauren Brassois. And, of course, Rick Bonas is always talking about getting a timely save. And when he says that, you get that. And yep. he's People like to criticize the phrase timely save, but... It makes a lot of sense. It totally does. There there are shifts in momentum in every NHL game, and if a goaltender can make a save for you at a, at a critical Correct. time, it changes everything. And I, I think yesterday or last night against Minnesota, they were outshot heavily in the second period. A lot of that was because of penalties. They were shorthanded quite a bit in the middle periods, uh, the middle period yesterday, and Lauren Brassois held the fort to allow you to get back to your game. And the Jets did that in the third period and, of course, go on to win 6-3. So uh, they're back in the win column. They'll play Chicago on Friday and then back at home against uh, Arizona on Sunday at a strange time of 5 p.m., which is good for everybody. Yeah, it is an odd time. Yeah. The big question there is, will there be a morning skate? Yeah. And I'm thinking no. Yeah, I think, like, 5 is usually that cutoff where there is no skate. We gotta get brownie. You get brownie on the line when we yeah. talk. So we're gonna move on to the play of the Might week. Might have to plan a brunch. <laughs> you were in Vancouver. 
Yep. Um, one of the most highly anticipated games in a while, right? There's Seriously. There was that game against Boston. There's a game against Toronto. But I think you go into Vancouver. Vancouver's first in the National Hockey League. Yep. And you were there. I've I've heard and I could hear through the radio when I watched it on, on CJOB or listened on CJOB and then, of course, on Hockey Night in Canada. You could just tell there was something special about that game. So yeah. what was it like to be there in there, the atmosphere? It felt like a lot of people saying it felt like playoff type game. Yeah, yeah. I would say this. You know, we've been going to Vancouver for the last number of years, every year, obviously. And, you know, typically they ha- just haven't been very good. And it felt different in that building on uh, Saturday night. You know, it's Saturday night for a hockey night in Canada. Like, the the juices are there. But really, they were number one in the National Hockey League at that point, And they were playing like it leading into that game. And you could tell that there was just an energy. The fans were just absolutely roaring like they were excited they knew they had a good team and the credit to the Winnipeg Jets fans that traveled out there because there was a lot of them that true north was loud and uh when the Jets scored their goals in that game you could hear them too and you could also feel the frustration of the Vancouver fans obviously but it just you could tell that one bit them Mm -hmm. and I know there was a lot of Complaining about the officiating and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah, but part of it. yeah, that happens. Yeah, um, but I said that last night as well. Exactly. So it uh, that was a fantastic game to be at. Like great, at, like bravo to you, Vancouver. Fantastic atmosphere. A real treat to go to that game, and uh, obviously, you know, going out there two days early as well. There was just this sense of we are all business here in Winnipeg uh, yeah. for this trip, and uh, they took it to them on that Saturday night. Well, you've heard the the phrase, you got to take a hit to make a play. Mark Shifley. He sure did. He did. He's part of our play of the week. Uh, Taking a hit to make the play. And away from the net, Juleson kept it in, but Shifley brings it out. Another huge check. second of the game 13th of the season and it's 3-2 for the Jets able to take that pass away Shifley takes the hit and the Jets top line capitalizes this time five on five hi I'm Mason Appleton and this is the ground control podcast Okay, so the schedule gets real busy coming up in March. There's 16 games uh, in the 31-day calendar or a month of March. Uh, you're going to need everybody, literally. So yep. Nate Schmidt and um, Morgan Barron do not play against Minnesota, but Rick Bonus talked about how it's not because of their play. It's just that you need everybody. Yep. So Logan Stanley comes back in and had played well in the three games in the absence of Brendan Dillon due to his suspension. And Rasmus Kapari hadn't played for quite some time. So you got to keep him fresh. How do you feel about moving pieces in and out of the lineup as, as, as the schedule goes along here? I, th- I think at this point right now, it, it, it's definitely a luxury that you can have. Mm-hmm. That you can, especially, you know, I know putting up 10 goals that Minnesota did against Vancouver. That's not going to happen every night, but they were feeling good about their games. Yes. And then for us to not be feeling good about ours, clearly, you know, coming out of that Calgary game, Mm -hmm. but knowing that we, we had better in that locker room, I think in order to win in this league, having guys that you can cycle in and out of the lineup and have the confidence in to, to pick up where everyone's leaving off is a good thing. And unfortunately, yes, like it sucks that you have to take some people out, but you know, to the point of, yeah, we got to keep people fresh. We're going to need everybody down the stretch. It's true. So it's definitely a luxury for the Winnipeg Jets to be able to plug and play a few of these little pieces as we move forward. And who knows what this team could look like in a week, two weeks. So uh, 
Make a will of sunshine. Uh, listen, Rasmus Kapari, I felt was playing some great hockey um, before he got injured. He right, did. He, he was. was. He was. It's that's the way. It's like same with Billy Hanel. I was playing yeah. fantastic hockey. Gets a, a huge injury. So Rasmus Kapari joined us on the podcast. Talked about that. Knowing Billy Hanel before coming to Winnipeg and about the quality of ice in Los Angeles, where he uh, the Los Angeles Kings share a building with the Clippers and the Lakers and many many uh, musical events. On top of that, here's that conversation. He is Winnipeg Jet forward Rasmus Kapari. Rasmus, thank you so much for doing this. And I'm going to take you back a little bit um, to your childhood. You grew up in a town called Kotka, Finland. What was it like growing up there in a smaller town in, in your home country? Yeah, uh, I would say it was pretty unique. It was a good spot for me to grow up. Uh, we didn't have like that like high-level hockey team back there, but I got to play a lot. I got a lot of friends from there, and... Uh, uh, yeah, just great smaller city to crew up, uh, which which I lived there till I was 15, 16 years old, and then then I had to make decision to go somewhere else to play the higher level. We were talking about this before this interview right now, and you said you played some soccer for an extended period of time. Was, was it tough to make that decision at that point? You said 12 or 13 that you were just going to focus on hockey. Yeah, uh, I love both of uh, both of the sports. I was a pretty good soccer player too. I still do follow a lot of soccer, especially Premier League and national team. But that's just uh, at that point, it was pretty obvious for me that I went to become a hockey player and uh, put all in on the hockey. But yeah, I wouldn't say it was a that hard decision. Mm. But uh, I still still love soccer, and it was uh, great to have two sports. Are you, are you very passionate when you watch soccer? Do you like Finland's still in the running to get into the Euros? Um, what do you like when, when when sitting with Rasmus Kapari watching soccer? <laughs> uh, I would say I'm pretty passionate soccer fan. Uh, obviously, uh, national team is huge. They made made it to the Euros first time, I believe ever, like a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's a big deal back home. And uh, yeah, I have a, I'm a big Liverpool fan as well. Okay, so that's that's close to my heart. Does that cause any controversy in the Jets dressing room? Then I'm just trying to think uh, if there's any. Yeah, there's a few. Like especially usually Euros, they have their own team they've picked at some point. Right. In their life, so uh, there's some guys who definitely follow Premier League or European soccer a lot. So we have good chats with them once in a while. You've won World Junior Gold with your, with your, of course, with Finland in 2019, and one of your teammates was Vili Hainala. Uh, do you, when you win a tournament of that stature, and with certain players and teammates, do you ever feel like you're gonna cross paths or be teammates with those guys again? Mm, yeah, that, I didn't really think about that yeah. at that time, but it's pretty cool that we shared such a like huge moment experience with him, and now we're teammates in here and now uh, we kind of yeah like you say cross paths again um with Vili, how important was it to have him here when you were traded here to, to winnipeg how nice was that to have somebody and have some familiarity with a guy from your home country obviously it helps that there's a few guys i i knew from the past a couple of guys who came uh, with the trade that helps a lot and and Vili too because uh in la we didn't have too many fans. Mm-hmm. A few of the guys in the HL team, uh, these past last year, 
when I was up up with the Kings. So it's always nice to have some something in the team. And I guess when you know I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but the trade here from from Los Angeles, such a huge market, but it was such a big trade because you came here with Gabe Velarde and Alex Iafalo. How much did that also help the transition to becoming a Winnipeg Jet, having those two with you? Yeah, it helps helps a lot, especially coming here the first time, uh, first first couple of days, first couple of weeks before you you get to know all the other other guys, all the other teammates, staff members, etc. So it helps a lot that you have some some guys, some people you knew from before and kind of share the same experience. For sure, and and in, when you came over here, Todd McLeod, of course, was was the coach of the Kings at the time, and there was that defense first mentality there. So, how easy was it to come from that system to come into Rick Bonus's system here with the Jets? Um, yeah, there's some uh, similarities for mm-hmm. sure. Like we both we were there, like a defensive team, like you said, and uh, here here uh, defensive structure is really good. So I kind of know how to play that kind of structure there's some uh, differences for sure mm-hmm. everyone probably know when three and one we played there that yes like Nucci's own trap we don't have that have it in here which which i like but yeah i like the system here it's it's been really good and uh team's got success a lot so far but just gotta keep that rolling well you're 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 from you grew up in a small town winnipeg's a smaller market is is there something that Winnipeg that you like about because it is a smaller city um yeah I would say so yeah uh I would say weather quite same mm-hmm. we hear that a lot yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so see some snow here mm-hmm. I heard it's it's been a little uh, mild uh winter so far uh but yeah there's cold back home too so I was I was kind of used to that I was actually, yeah, I even miss it sometimes when I was in L.A., not mm-hmm. to see, see snow at all. So that that's a good thing about it. Um, yeah, it's a, obviously a big hockey city. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big thing, and uh, people care about the team. So that's, that's a great thing. I, I feel like you were playing some great hockey right before you, you injured your shoulder. Like how frustrating was that for you? Because it looked like you were acclimating quickly and things were going well for you, so to a have that injury and then b have to fight your way to get back in. Yeah, uh, injuries are always tough, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of bad luck in that situation. And uh, yeah, early in the season, and then fight your fight your way back. Uh, it's it's not always easy, but uh, in the end, uh, I think. Just those experiences makes me tougher, and uh, yeah, just gotta stay positive and work hard every single day. And uh, the time will will come for sure at some point. I imagine now with this team in the thick of the hunt of being talked about as a Stanley Cup contender, how exciting is it to be a part of of this group uh, as we go closer and closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah, it's great. Uh, like I say, like there's a lot of or like every single one of them are good players, even our teammates and a good group of guys so it's it's great thing to be a part of and uh, yeah I try to put my effort there every day too but uh, yeah I think it needs everyone to be there 100% to win the Stanley Cup someday. Uh, another thing I'll 
before we wrap this up, we were just talking about how rare it is to see somebody from your home country of Finland to, to make it to the, the NBA. And Lori Markin was taking part of the All-Star festivities this weekend. How much do you keep an eye on him in your spare time? Uh, yeah, that's another cool thing about, like, we barely had any NBA players in the past. And uh, he's, he's one of the best in the in the league or like I would say a superstar so yeah I pay attention a little bit on on him and uh I do like to watch basketball NBA especially while I'm here yeah I didn't really watch it in the past probably because we didn't have any players that time but for sure also time different than uh really care about basketball that much that time but yeah it's definitely a cool thing and uh uh I've been in LA, I watched Lakers quite a lot. Went to a couple of games. That kind of got me a little closer to the game, and it's it's pretty a fun sport to watch. And I, I, another thing we were talking about is the quality of the ice in Los Angeles. I think a lot of people just don't understand how many events are going on um, at Crypto.com Arena. There's there's two bas- two NBA teams, the Los Angeles Kings. There's constant events in there. So let's speak to the quality of the ice. And I know you're not complaining, but we're just what was it like to play, say, for example, the Lakers play in the afternoon, you guys play at night. What would the ice be like that, that night? Uh, wasn't definitely wasn't the craziest, not the best ice in the league. So, yeah, I mean, like people there did a great job, like how quick they turned the ice to the basketball uh, floor opposite. So, obviously, everyone probably understand that. Uh doesn't make the ice quality or doesn't make the ice feel the most like uh, or like the best ice ever but uh it is what it is. like there's some arenas need to do that same like there's two teams one basketball team mm-hmm. and one hockey team who plays there at the same time so it's yeah it is what it is and uh somewhere the circumstance circumstances are are like that but uh uh Ice in here in Winnipeg is, is pretty good, so I like that a lot. That's all that matters. Uh, Rasmus, thank you so much for your time. Good luck going down the road, and I appreciate you doing this today on a game day. Thank you. Many thanks to Rasmus Kaparia for joining us on a game day, nonetheless, before he may return to the lineup against the Minnesota Wild. So great stuff from the finish forward of the Winnipeg Jets. A huge, uh, exciting news coming up. Uh, Norva Riddell will be joining us momentarily. It's about the Winnipeg Jets season ticket member deposit campaign. With more on that, here is that conversation. Hey, it's an exciting time of year. Spring is around the corner. That means the Stanley Cup playoffs are coming. And here to talk about Winnipeg Jets season ticket member deposit campaign is Norva Riddell, Senior Vice President of Sales. Playoffs are the best time of year. Um, so that obviously means the fans are getting excited. What have you noticed over the last little bit about the excitement coming around the corner for, for Winnipeg Jet fans? We have noticed that they are more excited, and you can see that not only in the venue and how excited they are with the team's play, but also we're actually getting uh, several inquiries about how they can access tickets to playoffs, which is, you know, that's we're very grateful for those calls and that mm-hmm. interest. Yeah, I mean, it's... When do people usually start getting interested about this stuff? Like, play, it, There's no question about what 
the playoffs mean to our community, but when do people usually start inquiring about this? I think, you know, it's funny and you've seen this as well. Like it depends on uh, our standings often mm-hmm. and our, and our play uh, yeah. and our players are doing us lots of favors right now. And so I think it's percolating interest uh, well in advance of what we've maybe noticed before, uh, which is really exciting because it gives us more time to kind of think that through and, and really wrap our heads around how we can, we can do things for the fans. It gets them even more excited. Here, here's the thing, Norva, uh, with, in the content sense, the easiest way you can have all these meetings, you can have all these discussions about how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that. Success on the ice changes everything. It makes our lives easier in the content department. It has to make your life easier as well in sales, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Selling and winning go hand in hand, and I think just the enthusiasm. You know, Saturday's game, you know, watching mm-hmm. Saturday's game and how excited the players were and, and how many comments you just get random texts and, and inbound from people saying how great that game was and how much they enjoyed it. So the players do us lots of favors and it generates the excitement with the fans, which ultimately fills our building in the manner in which you and I absolutely love. What does the team mean to this community? And I, I was I was here for the photo session with season yeah. uh, season ticket members, and they were so excited to to be near the players. That how huge is that? You know, um, so I'm a born and and, and raised Winnipegger, and uh, so I've had the privilege of seeing you know Jets um, twice, and mm-hmm. and I would say it means a tremendous amount to the community, and and I think most most particularly is the pride associated to living in a city that has an NHL team. Uh, it puts Winnipeg on the map. It makes it conversational, you know, in Canadian conversations, North American conversations. And, and, and I think, you know, sometimes Winnipeggers, you know, we, we tend sometimes to be hard on ourselves. And, and I think the pride associated to having such a, a great uh, team organization and, and what it means within our community. It's a, it's a, a Candle Life Centre provides us with this remarkable opportunity to gather together. And, and we all know now how important that is more than ever uh it's fun it's it's convenient easy um i don't know i i think just you know i reflect back to 2018 and and we saw what our city did and our fans did and how how meaningful it was it just didn't matter where you were whether it was work or or just out people were wearing white and they were just so proud uh, however you want to interact with the team so i think the pride part so with all this excitement around the team right now and the playoffs coming around the corner can you tell me a little bit about this new campaign and what, what's going on with it? Yeah, so what with the inbound and the and the interest in playoffs, we we wanted to create something that people could take advantage of. So we've launched a deposit campaign uh, effective today, and the deposit campaign is meant just to be a really easy mechanism for uh, fans to engage in our product by uh, placing a deposit, two hundred and fifty dollars a seat for the twenty four twenty five season will get you access to the playoffs. And I think that the nice thing about that is as you think about twenty four. 25 uh, because of the great feedback that we've got from on so many fronts from our, our fans and season ticket members and just general um, comments. Uh, lots of effort has gone into thinking about how we're packaging our products and making um, making our products really accessible. So through full seasons, half seasons, quarters. Um, so there's lots of things. There's, we, we've tried to look at it that there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. So by placing a deposit, you not only get the great benefit of looking ahead to 24, 25, but all 
also be able to take advantage of the excitement of, of playoffs and, and guaranteeing yourself a seat. Now, ordinarily, you wouldn't be able to have access to playoffs, right? And this and this is a change. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So typically when you buy season tickets, it's for the following year when you actually access the playoffs. So this is something we're, we're wanting to engage people now in the playoffs so that they really feel part of our family and part of the excitement within our community and then also have the be- benefit of guaranteeing themselves a seat uh, for 24-25. There's no one better to get feedback from than the fans themselves. What have you guys heard and how have you guys reacted to what you've heard from the fans? Yeah, that's well said. So uh, for the last two years, we've solicited feedback on on lots of fronts and and both uh, with the creation of our season ticket member advisory council, uh, a fan forum, uh, as well as just your interaction on a on a game by game or daily basis with your season ticket members um, currently. Uh, so we've done a few things. We've we've exited the uh, previous contract model where you had to commit on term. Uh, we are annual renewals now. We have gone from primarily focusing on full seasons to now having fulls, halves, and quarter seasons. We've really taken uh, some time to evaluate our pricing strategy within our venue. Uh, certainly our upper bowl has been the most impacted uh, mm-hmm. by, by what we've all experienced over the last period of time. So we've picked um, areas where we think uh, makes the most sense and we've we've changed the price point. Uh, in, in one section, we reduced by 26% so that we could create an, an, a get-in price of forty dollars yeah. a ticket uh, per game for for a family, and then we we uh, had another section we reduced that by thirteen percent. So we've we've tried to really be strategic in our thinking and in you know how to accommodate that. Not to mention all the changes that have occurred in the venue, right? So the renovations in our concourse to improve accessibility and and convenience within our concourse. We've changed uh, about 50% of our food and beverage offerings uh, within the venue to create different product offerings for different palates and, 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 you know, different things that you'd like to enjoy within the game. And then, of course, um, just the season ticket member benefits in general. We've tried to enhance them, uh, and and we still have to do a better job in letting people know what those benefits are. We've learned through this feedback that we probably haven't covered that off in the manner in which we should, so we will lean into that even further. But, you know, letting our season ticket members know that they do experience up to 25% off uh, in food and beverage in in Canada Life Centre, as well as um, Jet Skier discounts for purchasing merchandise and then I think and you and I get the the privilege to see this but you know creating those um, opportunities for season ticket members to interact with our team mm-hmm. right so uh, post-game meet and greets uh, contests that are specific for season ticket members um, also we just um, did our photo day yeah right, which our players participated in and and we just fantastic turnout for that and and that was really fun I think our players had a good time too right they got to see the people that really enjoy spending time with them the most I think a lot. Of, another benefit of that too, Norva, was that just people got to go around the rink that they and see parts of the arena they haven't, they don't ordinarily get to be a part of. Like we're sitting in the in the podcast area right now. Sarah does her post game interviews over to my right, and then of course where Rick Bonus does in the Matt Frost Media Center. And as soon as I told people about that when they were coming through, you just saw the excitement on their face because you see it on TV, but you don't realize where so you are true. in the rink. So I imagine yeah. you got some great feedback from just the access accessibility that the fans had throughout that day. That's a great point because, you know, when you come to a game, you tend to, you're either um, sitting in the lower bowl, the upper bowl, Mm -hmm. and then you kind of sit quadrant-like, right? Like, so you sit kind of in your section and then there's a, you know, just small community. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the base, the time that you have, you get to know the uh, season ticket members in your your area. And then when you're, your food and beverage, you kind of access more, you know, specific to where you are. So you're right. Like.
like to be able to show people uh, the renovations and and then the changes you know we've made also to our our premium area so to your point like you know downstairs the previous exchange restaurants now newly renovated like there's just there's been lots of fun that's occurred over this last period of time and and lots of that's due to the great feedback that we've got well thank you thanks so much for doing this i'm glad so much that you listened to the fans and i'm glad they've they've given tons of feedback but uh for more information go to winnipegjets.com slash deposit thank you norva thank you okay a busy show so uh, there wasn't a whole lot of us because we had two guests it's quite all right Uh, we're quite taxed at this point we're tired too no, yeah, we're not. I'm okay. <laughs> We've had some time off here and there. I don't want to speak for you because you've been traveling with the team. Uh, great week ahead for the Jets. Of course, the win we just talked about over Minnesota. You got Chicago. Man, Chicago just gives the Jets fits. Like it's, it's, <sighs> I know. It's actually, I don't want to say fascinating, but it's interesting because you think a team that is like in this process of rebuilding yep. would just mail it in. They have not mailed it in. They are an extremely hard team to play against. And I think the Jets have ran into some hot goaltending yeah, Peter Morazic has yes. been very good against them, especially in that game on December 27th after Christmas. Yeah. You know, and, and there's this is energy in Chicago and in, in the one game that we went in there this year. Like, yeah. Connor Bedard has lit that place on fire, and I, I feel honestly bad for them that he had to miss a period of time with yeah. the jaw thing. But he came back like way sooner than he was – slated to I mean, he is young he's a young man i guess yeah. but it's still your jaw i know it's but yeah like you're right they have given them fits but i don't know it's it's tough there's no easy games in this league like there just isn't and and yeah sure some teams are at the top of the standing some are at the bottom and the gap is large and trends might happen but on any given night like you can get somebody's best and you gotta remember these guys are they're all nhl players yeah so pride. they're pride like it, there's just no mailing it in anymore that just yeah. isn't especially if, uh i know the draft is top is, is top heavy this year but i don't feel like teams go out of their way to lose there's not a Connor bedard in this draft coming no up. and I, with I, apologies I, to macklin celebrini but i just don't know if that would be yeah i just don't think teams do it no and, and i mean look at Connor bedard mm-hmm. uh chicago blackhawks did not think they were going to get him no so yeah why why would we bother to like especially the lottery it's all it's yeah a, it's just let the chips fall where they may and you'll get a good player you can get a great player picking 30th yeah you can so you know just let the like i said let the chips fall where they may appreciate your time as always looking no good sounding good and uh that'll do it for us on this edition of ground control the official podcast the winnipeg jets will be back next week